0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people. And today's no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Toronto, Canada. Welcome to the show, Nikki Ballou. Richard, it's great to be here, man. Great to have you here. Now, Nikki, you are coming out with a brand new book. It's not your first book, I think it's even your second book. There's some very powerful messages buried deep within the pages of this book, and I wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive with you. You've been a guest on the show before, but before we do, maybe give a tiny bit of your backstory for those who don't know you and how you got to this point in
1: your journey. Absolutely. Victor, you know, I am a Christian, Iranian, ethnic Assyrian, and my family left Iran after the Islamic Revolution uh, back in 1980. And we had the good fortune of being able to come to the West. And two years later, in 1982, Canada accepted us as uh, landed immigrants. And i say it was, a, it was a great and blessed day. I, I give all the credit to my father and all the glory to God for having us be here because we get to live in the land of the free. And we get to be in the most tolerant place on earth, a place where we actually get to make our dreams come true. And ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper, as they say, I, I've been a man who's been on a mission. I've been searching: what's my purpose? Why am I here? Who am I here to make a difference for? And what became clear to me is that I love entrepreneurs. I love entrepreneurship. I love the men and women who have a vision, who fight for that vision, and and make it come alive. And because they do that, they create opportunity for themselves. They create jobs for others. And. That's how you and I got connected, Victor. You're a, a spectacularly successful entrepreneur. I've had the privilege of being able to support you in that journey as, as your business coach for a while. And, and I, was, I ran a thought leader program that you were a part of. And you and I have been uh, on each other's podcast several times as a result of this. And you know that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful to be here because you're someone who also feels the same way. You want to help people become more successful. And God bless you for it, my friend.
0: Well, thank you. And yes, that's absolutely true. All, everything you said and uh, appreciate the relationship, appreciate connecting with you on a regular basis and appreciate the opportunity to share some of the messages in your brand new book. So what's the title of the book?
1: The book is called The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. And I co-wrote it with a gentleman by the name of Kai Bjorn. He's out of Montreal. He is, has a distinction of being the first Canadian to win the America's Cup Sailing Championship. He was a professional football player in the Canadian Football League, and he now is the national director for BNI Canada. Uh, Great guy, done some really interesting things, and really understands networks, connecting relationships very, very well.
0: It's so important, especially now this past year, we've been so disconnected, a year and a half now, where we've been disconnected. A lot of people looking to Google for answers or maybe connecting with people over Zoom, but it's not quite the same. And- in fact, one of the when you talk you mentioned your your co author being part of BNI. BNI and I tends to focus on networking and I want to make a distinction between networking and relationship building and I think they're vastly different. Yes. Networking kinda of has a little bit of a utilitarian feel to it. You know, you go to the conference, you collect as many business cards as you can. Uh, it feels utilitarian, whereas relationship building and connecting is really it's different. It it's it's deeper. And I think you're talking more about the second than just networking, correct?
1: One hundred percent. Let's face it. Uh, you know, we as people need each other. And these days, you know, with the pandemic and the associated lockdowns, people are more lonely than ever. Lack of human contact for so many people has left them feeling very isolated, has left them feeling alone, and unable to cope with some of the craziness that everyone's needed to deal with. And what people have done. Instead of reaching out to other human beings, so many people have retreated into distraction and devices. And if you think about it, this is a relatively new thing because throughout human history, we've needed each other. You know, Back in the days of yore, we needed uh, one another to fight off the saber-toothed tiger and the woolly mammoth <laughs> and go hunt. Maybe we don't have those immediate physical dangers anymore but we still need people. We need people in, in order to feel fully and completely human. We need people to do business with. Nobody can do business without people. you know. Even if you're trading cryptocurrency online, there still needs to be another human being on the other end of that uh, transaction for it to be possible. And, and so one of the reasons I felt this book was very necessary is because I wanted to remind people that, hey, you're a human being, you're important. And for you to be feeling like you matter, you need other people around you. And connecting to the people you already know is a wonderful way for you to be able to take advantage of that most human of emotions and that, that most human of needs, the need to connect to your fellow man and woman.
0: So tell me, why is a series of Facebook likes, why is that not an effective proxy for connecting with people?
1: Honestly, because you're not actually connecting with a real human being. You're just seeing a bunch of ticks on a screen that's telling you, oh my God, yeah, someone liked my post. That's that's not the same as having an engagement with a person. What you and I are doing right now is connecting. I'm loving this conversation. I'm loving the questions. It's forcing me to be nimble on my feet. It's forcing me to to articulate what I believe in in, in in a very succinct and powerful way. And I know, Victor, you're loving this too. One of the things you really like is you like asking questions and you like the back and forth intellectual Uh, discourse that takes place. It it opens up your heart. It opens up your soul. When you and I are done with this conversation in the next several minutes, we're both going to go, wow, that was pretty cool. And that's going to follow us for the rest of the day. That's the power of connecting.
0: Absolutely. I traveled for the first time on business last week, and I have to tell you, it felt so good. I I was astounded how much I accomplished by physically being face-to-face. And by the way, Pre-pandemic, I was spending five, six hours a day on Zoom anyway. So it's not like the pandemic changed anything as far as that went. And, you know, the video conferencing platforms are very effective and you can get a lot done. The screen sharing is very, well, a very effective meeting for folks that are geographically dispersed. And you save a ton of time. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And I think, in fact, I know those people that re-embrace business travel are the ones that are actually going to have a leg up on the competition.
1: 100% agreed. 100% agreed, but you also got to understand that social isolation is a real thing. And Dr. Steve Cole of UCLA has talked about this in his work. He says social isolation is far and away the strongest social risk factor out there. People feeling lonely and feeling isolated, this takes a steep toll on their on their well-being. And 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 it does so on every system in the body. When you're around people, you actually raise your antibodies and your immune system is stronger so you're you're less likely to get sick and catch viruses like covid and the flu absolutely in fact it's
0: been said and i don't i can't quote the exact research but even just the the human touch of you know holding somebody's hand has has a physiological impact that goes beyond even just being in the same room with somebody.
1: It does. I mean, inside my book, we quote a lot of studies. I mean, chapter three is all about why people need connecting. And I just quote study after study after study. And this is not something that's limited to North America. Here's the statistics that'll blow you away. 7% of the people in Europe never meet with friends or family. Never. Not even once a year. 7%. In the united kingdom one in ten people over the age of 65 have no social interactions with anyone on a day-to-day basis okay a recent european study says that this type of social isolation increases the risk of heart disease by 29 percent and stroke by 32 percent. you think about that and these are all pre-pandemic numbers so just imagine how this has been magnified in the pandemic era you know there was a study done on loneliness and mortality among older adults in china in 2014 Ye Luo and Linda Waite found that 28% of older Chinese adults reported feeling lonely. And that number doubled over the previous 10 years. This was in 2014. This is all pre-pandemic. Imagine what all this is like right now. In Japan, half a million young people live as modern day hermits. They call them hikokomari. These are people who are recluses, who withdraw from all social contact and often don't leave their homes for years at a time. Like you think about this, this is this is what we're dealing with right now. in The UK appointed its first minister for loneliness. You think about this, that's crazy. A minister for loneliness.
0: I wouldn't even know what they would do.
1: They're all about helping end the loneliness pandemic, I suppose. But you got to understand that you need people. So I I want this to be a wake-up call, especially to younger millennials. Don't just text your friends, talk to them, see them, be with them. And if you're in business God, do you ever need people? You know, you know, Jimmy Fallon, who's the host of The Tonight Show. Okay, so I'm not a huge fan of Fallon, especially compared to the the late, great Johnny Carson. But I do admire how he used the power of connecting, right? This is a guy who was in university and decided he wanted to give comedy a shot. So he became friends with uh, a fellow who ran a local comedy club and he started to perform there. He did well and he dropped out of school. When uh, he got into Saturday Night Live, he started to make friends with the people who ran the show. And over time, he became friends with Lorne Michaels, the creator of Saturday Night Live. Most people are frightened to death of this guy, right? He's a grumpy old fellow. You know what I mean? But Fallon really, really wanted to let Michaels know how much being part of the show meant to him. So he became friends with another uh, Saturday Night Live producer by the name of Marcy Klein. She took a liking to him. She connected him. Uh, to Michaels. And then after every show, she told him, go to Lauren and say, thank you for the show. And he did that. After a while, Lauren said, come hang out with me in my inner circle after the show. And you know, Lauren and him became really good friends. And when uh, Jay Leno left the Tonight Show and they were looking for a replacement, you know, Lauren Michaels is a pretty influential figure at NBC. So he went and said, here's who your next host is going to be, Jimmy Fallon. And guess who the next host of The Tonight Show got to be? Jimmy Fallon. And all because this man practiced the power of connecting. He gave a good gosh darn about the people around him. He made them feel good about being with him. And then when he asked for help, it was a natural for them to say yes and help him out. That's how powerful this can be in skyrocketing your business or your career.
0: That's such a powerful story. And it mirrors my own personal experience as well. If I think about the breakthroughs that I've had in my business, it's really... Always without exception had relationship building at the foundation. And it's, and I say that very deliberately it's at the foundation. It's not an afterthought. It's not the icing on the cake. It's the foundation.
1: Yeah, it is the foundation. There's absolutely no question about it. It's hard for people these days to stay away from digital distraction, right? Because let's face it, the folks who created, uh, Facebook and all these wonderful things on, on Apple and the folks who created Netflix and, you know, you know, binge watching episodes on shows that right after one ends, immediately the next one gets started. They've done it because they understand that people get a powerful dopamine hit from accessing these things that they've created for them. But if you overuse these devices, and I'm not saying they're bad and you should never use them, but if you overuse them, you, you can become addicted to them. It's as bad as being addicted to drugs. You know, it, it, that dopamine hit is, is, is rough. So drug addicts use heroin, digital addicts use digital devices. They text. they channel strip, they play video games, they gamble online or, or they surf porn online. It's rough stuff. And what this does is it pulls them away from people and damages their relationships and damages their ability to do business. You know what I'm saying, uh, Victor? And it's, it's very important for people to, to, to have a, um, a limit to the amount of time they spend online.
0: Our listeners are real estate investors, developers, owners of multifamily apartment complexes, owners of industrial shopping centers, and so on. And I think without exception, of course, real estate is a team sport. You get there by building relationships. If there was one thing that you were to leave our listeners with in terms of something that would change the game for them and take them to the next level, what would that be?
1: here's the number one thing I tell them to do. I would make a list of who are the most important people to you in business and in life, okay? Make sure there's at least 10 names on that list, minimum 10 names, you with me? Um, And as soon as you've done that, you should pick up the phone and start calling each and every one of them. Tell them how much they mean to you. Tell them why they mean that much to you. And then ask them this question, how can I help you right now? What's it that you need to scratch right now? Because it's important for me to be here for the people I care about the most. And you're one of them. That's the number one piece of advice I'd give them to do. I'd make that list. I'd make those 10 calls at least one a day for the next 10 days.
0: Wow. That's very powerful. How often does that happen? How often do people get a phone call like that? Like never, never, (laughs) never, honestly,
1: never, unless they read my book, in which case they'll be making and getting those phone calls.
0: (laughs) Well, Nikki, if folks want to connect, if they want to get a copy of your book, what's the best way?
1: If they want to connect the best way to just have a conversation with me is go to my website, ecircleacademy.com, and you click on the button in the top right-hand corner of the website. It says, book a call. It's that simple. And to get a copy of the book, go to Amazon. That's the best way.
0: Fantastic. Well, Nikki, love the perspective, love the time we get to spend together. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Nikki at ecircleacademy.com. Get a copy of his book, The Power of Connecting. Get it on Amazon. Buy copies for your friends. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.